Learning has to be fun. How that would contribute to learning is, is I think, mind-blowing, really. How she saw what her purpose was there for, and it was linking back to our vision. And we need to be involved in our communities, and what does that really look like? Let's get to transfer real life to learning opportunities. I mean, you can't get a cooler activity than that. You're listening to a Core Education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility. Kia ora, this is Rebecca Sweeney and I'm a consultant at Core Education and I work with Clusters. And I'm here today with Brian Price from Breen's Intermediate and Jenny Washington from Lloyd Valve School. So Brian, I've spent a lot of time with the Hedi Order Cluster leaders talking to you about the old model of clustering which really put a lot of responsibility on the shoulders of teachers to achieve the cluster vision. And that we need to move to this new model of clustering where responsibility for the vision actually um, lies with a lot of different people, including our parents in our communities and our kids. Can you give me an example that would talk to us more about perhaps the youth leadership aspect of Hedi Order? Yeah, that, that's important because we're busy running around in the high level stuff, but our parents and our students need to see what it, what it actually looks like. So one of the things we hit on earlier was uh, talking about youth leadership. Let's get some of our students from each of the sectors together. And I guess one of the one of the cool things is because you know learning has to be fun, and we need to be involving our communities. And what does that really look like? So we hit on a, a pay it forward type model, and we used uh, Sue, who works in around making making things happen, and we managed to get uh, the students from the early childhood right through to the the secondary. So you can picture this whole rainbow of different uniforms sitting in my foods room, all making cupcakes. So this day of making cupcakes together, parents, teachers, TAs, and a whole lot of kids in all sorts of different uniforms, and icing these cool cupcakes, and, and it was a lot of fun going on. And then we just threw them into cars and kids and bits and pieces and went to our local Bishopdale Mall and just gave out cupcakes and started people going, yeah, it was it was fantastic because it's quite uh, an elderly population and around there, and they were just getting these cupcakes and talking to these wee kids, and these kids were t- articulating what this was about. You know, we don't have to pay anything, give us money. No, 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 take the money back. We don't want any money. We're just telling you about. We just want to pay it forward, and this is awesome. And so you, I was sitting there with a tray, and I had this, you know, wee child from the preschool. I had some cool kids from Waraki and from Roydvale with me. I had no one from Breen's because they didn't want to be with me because I wasn't cool. It was really neat fun just going out there and we're listening to the kids talking to the community about us working together as a cluster. That's a wonderful example. We had another really cool event where we decided we've got the community hospital just around the corner from us and it's a voluntary hospital and we contacted them to say we wanted to do some fundraising across all of the schools and you know could we help out. They embraced it fully. They brought in the leaders. They, sp- the le- they spent a day with them in their particular rooms. The uh, leaders then invited all the principals back. We all sat around having high tea together and the kids then told us or gave us ideas about what we could do to raise funds with our school. We had a a big sort of a cook-off day and we raised a lot of money by selling food to other kids and to parents and to anyone we could extort money from and then had the opportunity to go collectively take all that back and give it back to the community hospital. I mean, you can't get a cooler activity than that. I mean, sure, we've had those other days where we've had cyber citizenship. So, 
you know, we brought in a cyber citizenship specialist. We've got kids from early childhood all the way through to high school sitting in a room together on a hall together learning about cyber safety and what it really looks like and what cyber citizenship looks like. And so to be able to take those messages back um, to all of the schools. So there are some really cool examples of actually just having fun and it being visual in front of the community and our parents and our and our kids and it's a it's a really good example. The authenticity of these <coughs> activities, how that would contribute to learning is, is I think mind blowing really. Just the opportunities that those kids get to transfer real life to learning opportunities. That's yeah. right. And I remember one of the children coming back after the cupcake session saying my gosh Miss Washington they didn't want to take them without giving money to us and she said we were just there to collaborate together and inquire and give back to these this community and it was so nice hearing from her how she saw what her purpose was there for and it was linking back to our vision beautiful. The success of the cluster, you, you mentioned Sue before and I know there are levels of things happening in the cluster so could you talk to us a little bit more about that success? Yeah I, I guess our, the success of this cluster is the fact that we work on two layers. We're doing the high level thinking which is around the leaders and the centres and the and the middle leaders getting together and actually starting to thrash out words and bits and pieces but equally I think if you're looking you've got to have the rubber hitting the road and so we use Sue. Sometimes we, we may call her our facilitator, but a lot of people define Sue as the person who makes it so. Probably some people call it as, as my PA in some regards. She's like a coordinator sometimes. Yeah, yeah. We can't quite get the definition right, but that doesn't really matter. It's around us meeting. We sort of have these ideas and what could be particularly possible. And and I think that's really important that we have, you're seeing both things. And one of the things that's really captured it to to get the message out to all of our community and to our staff and to our boards and even to our students is the the branding. We managed to get a, a really cool sort of design that we sort of worked on together. That's become the heady order of design. It looks really neat. And Sue's got to strengthen throughout that. And our newsletter. The newsletter is incredibly powerful. We're up to number five, I think. It's gone from being a newsletter to a newspaper. Um, but that's because it's it's people have been invited to to tell their particular story from all sorts of lenses. So you've got people writing from boards, from the ministry, from early childhood, from the SENCOs, from the youth leadership days. You've got kids telling us about the cool things they're doing. You've got teachers telling us about the cool things they're doing. And the last one's just got so big because people want to share their story. And it's around my staff, uh, one of my teachers, Liz, who's been working with Spirals of Inquiry, talking about your work, Rebecca. And it was, uh, it was a whole... Well, it was more than a page, being, but we couldn't actually trim it. But for other teachers to read that was powerful. For board members to read what other board members are thinking about the, the cluster from their lens is powerful. And we're mixing it up as we go. And so there's all this sort of buy-in now that's that's really powerful. And to be able to see all the icons from all the centres there together, it just warms everyone's heart and seeing cool pictures. So we've got somebody who's not actually part of the school but is a trained educator and can actually capture and, as I said before, put the rubber on the road has been a real success. And I think having both parts have been crucial to the success because people are seeing it, they're feeling it, and they're understanding it, and we're operating at a very high level, but a very functional level, and there's a lot of really good stories happening, and we're seeing that um, through the, the demonstration of the newsletters. Mm. 
One of the um, articles in what the recent newsletter was actually written by a pupil from Isleworth School. And what really captured my attention around that was that the students that wrote it actually talked about each individual kapahaka group or group that performed at the festival and said how well they're done. So our students are starting to get that perspective of that we are working together as a group and I think that's powerful. And in terms of the dual level where we've got Sue working with us, Sue's able to get some of that busyness that it's very difficult to find in a school to do yourself as a principal because, you know, we have our own blogs or newsletter to write and where do you find the space to put a newsletter together for the cluster? So that allows the cluster leaders to be able to function on a higher level so we can do that higher thinking, the future-focused work and still have the engagement of the other stakeholders like our parents, our boards, the whanau, our students, still fully engaged in the whole cluster process. Yeah, it's early days, isn't it? I mean, you're a three-year-old cluster, and I think remembering that is so important because it is phenomenal, I think, how far you have come with your work as a cluster. And there's another layer in there as well around building collaborative teaching as inquiry across the cluster in a way that's Mm. um, going to feed into the way the cluster reviews itself over time, bubbling up from those inquiries that'll, that'll tell us how the principles might adjust over time, but also the, the vision will f- put a filter over those, those inquiries too so that those teachers are actually enabling, collaborate, inquire, aspire over time. And you're at this point now where I'm not working with you at the moment, so I've stepped away for a minute or maybe longer, <laughs> and uh, you're looking at building the outer circle of Julia Atkins' model around visioning, so the practices part of your cluster. And, of course, you've already got practices happening. So um, in terms of thinking about that vision, your beliefs as a cluster and those overarching principles, um, what's the next step for you? What's happening in your next session and what what sorts of broad practices might evolve from, from this process? Our next session's feeling quite scary actually in terms of not having a facilitator there. We're, we're going to do it ourselves and In a sense, that's probably quite good for us, but it's a little bit like this session. When you can articulate and lead and facilitate a session around the purpose of it, you get a better understanding or a deeper understanding of what's actually happening. So the focus for us for next week uh, with our session is around looking at the practices that we're going to continue with and collaborate in. And we've currently been doing quite a few practices that we're collaborating in, but now it's a time where we're at the stage where we need to look at, is it around the spirals of inquiry? And we have to come to an agreeance. And in order to do that, we've had new people come in. So sustainability is something that we are going to have to work on as a cluster. That it is not easy having people coming and going in terms of uh, your leadership in terms of your staffing but it's a reality so instead of going actually it's a problem like Brian talked earlier we have to be solutions focused around that so we've talked about an induction practice that we might have to put in place or we will be putting in place to ensure that everybody understands, knows about the vision, is part of it and is part of the practices. 
One of the other things that we we need to look at is our potama. Where are we at with our cultural responsiveness? What are our next steps and where are we heading? That's really important to us. We spent a lot of time around the cultural audit and probably the you know, I mean, we can't say for sure because we have to do this collaboratively. We have to make sure that everybody right across all of the sectors are happy to collaborate in the areas that we agree upon. So those are probably areas that we are thinking that where we're going to head. But our next session is to get some definition and some clarity around that and what it might look like. That's really exciting. Yeah, I don't think, Rebecca, although you're stepping away from from the group and allowing us to go and maybe take the training wheels off. We've still got, I think, a very provisional licence and I think we need to have the flexibility to be able to ask you to come back. Personally, I don't think we have the induction process well enough so that new people come in. We don't have our narrative, our story set yet. I don't think we have the the processes defined well enough and we certainly don't have the self-review set yet. We don't have a tool or a mechanism to self-review us. So we could well easily slip back into thinking we're achieving wonderful things where new people might be sitting in the room quite quiet going, what the is this about? And I personally don't think we're quite at that stage, but I appreciate the taking the training wheels off. I appreciate you saying we can have a go, but I still feel like we need mum to help us uh, understand when to when to change gear, when to slow down, because there's a real risk in us just changing it in, into into fourth or fifth gear and going for it when really we should be looking at braking and maybe thinking very carefully about where we need to go to next. But it's important you do step away. We need to have a go, but I'm I'm personally that's my 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 uh, my opinion. And I think the concept around that is that there's a real possibility that we step back into the sharing mode mm. and not stay in the collaboration mode. And it's a li- I liken it a little bit like teachers. Teachers default back to what they know. So it's really important that we engage in good pedagogy, engage in good research, continually get critiquing and critical feedback from each other so we can not be in that sharing phase so that we can stay in that collaborative mode and it actually is hard work to do that because the sharing's the easy part when you move into something a little bit harder that's challenging that's not easy for a lot of people so that will be a challenge for us as a cluster. And you keep talking about what the vision is and how well we're feeding that vision. And schools schools are like driving in fog. You know, you just don't really know where you're going a lot of the time. And we need people to come in and clear the fog so that we can actually see that vision and we understand. And if we don't, we'll end up driving around in circles and possibly losing losing our vision. And then we'll get confused and then we'll get frustrated. And we could too easily leave this for chance. And I don't want to leave it for chance. There's been too much good work done, too much benefit towards um, the learners that, you know, none of us want to lose it. None of us want to give up what we've got. And there's a risk. And those risk factors are there. We have, we're not at a point where I think we can identify those risks. They could just come in and clear us out from the left field. 
And I know lots of other clusters talk about the Hiriora cluster, but we have lots of things to learn ourselves. I know we've got another cluster school coming in in a few weeks' time to, from the North Island coming to talk to us about things that we do, but reversely, we've got things that we can learn from them. So I think it's it's not that this is an, ent- an entity in itself. We're evolving the Hiriora cluster and the practices, and we need we do actually need the guidance from a facilitator and I agree with Brian I think it's just, this is just part of the system that we're working in. Jenny, Brian you have such a healthy sense of where you're at and such a strong ability to articulate that and I just want to thank you for sharing your experiences so openly with us because I know this is going to be really useful to other clusters so thanks very much. You've been listening to a core education podcast pushing the boundaries of educational possibility. 